I'm Akonafa Achia, and you're listening to Season 3 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, and culture. After 14 years of self-exile in Oregon, Thomas Mapfumo, the Lion of Zimbabwe, Mukanya to his fans, returned home in April 2018 to play a historic concert. Producer Banning Air was there, and this podcast is his report. Thomas Mapfumo, the Enigma of Return. All right, the man is coming up on stage right now. It was historic, all right. 20,000 people packed into Glamis Arena, an open-air stadium in Harare. The music lasted until sunrise, just like the old days when a concert by Thomas Mafumo and the Blacks Unlimited was a near nightly event in this town. But as Thomas took the stage just after 2 a.m. on Sunday, April 29th, he faced a whole generation of Zimbabweans who had never seen him perform, or if they had, it was a distant memory. Following day, local newspapers would declare the concert an unqualified success with headlines like, Mukanya delivers. But let's back up a minute. For the road that led to this concert was anything but smooth and easy. Oh, it feels so good. After such a long, long time. I never, I mean, expected it to happen, but finally we are here. By the grace of God, it happened. It's been like a dream. I never thought this day would come, you know, after 14 years being out there, not at home. <laughs> it's really hard. You really miss your friends, family, and the whole community. <laughs> you know, the welcome was so huge. When I got by the airport, I couldn't even move. <laughs> People were screaming. The security had to protect me to get into the car. So. <laughs> That's Thomas and his wife, Venna, savoring an experience they'd only dreamed of in recent years. Both had lost relatives and parents while away and now took the opportunity to visit their graves and reconnect with relatives Thomas's two daughters and brothers also traveled from Oregon, and two daughters from a previous marriage came from the UK. So the personal dimension of this return was powerful for all concerned. But the reason Thomas had stayed away so long was really political, not so much personal. It stemmed from his deep dissatisfaction with the 37-year regime of Robert Mugabe. What kept me away for a long time, the political situation in this country was not viable. Mugabe was forced from power in November 2017, and that opened the door for Thomas and his people to return. But they were not pleased with the conditions they found. Here's Thomas's Maryland-based manager, Austin Sibanda, who left kids behind in Zimbabwe. You know, I remember driving down on uh, Moffat Road with all those jacaranda trees with the purple colors. That's all gone. There's grass in the middle of the street and all that. So pathetic. My daughters came the next day. They were excited to see me, of course. But the first thing I said to them, almost shed my tears, was, I'm sorry. They said, why? I said, you know what? I look at the city the way it is, and the period that you've lived by yourselves, it's like I neglected you. But on the other hand, they were like, you know, it's a blessing you went out there because we survived. You're sending money to us and we. So, yeah, we're happy to be home, but on the other hand, you know, it's sad 
to be like a parent who leave this place and come back and realize even worse than it was and your kids have been here. You come back and see people living in squalor. This is frightening. The roads are bad. And yet these guys are, you saw the cars, they are driving. Beautiful cars on terrible roads. <laughs> From the moment he arrived, Thomas was outspoken on radio and in the press, stopping just short of condemning the new government. I don't know them. I have no clue who they are, but some of them were part and parcel of the Mugabe regime. But we expect them to do the right thing. If yesterday they did wrong, and today they've seen the light, that's good. If they are going to be there for the people, that's good for us. We are not siding with anyone. Let's see what they're gonna do. A lot of our people are still living in squalor, and I'm sure those who took over, they can see that. And they have to make sure that they are there to work for the people and fight against corruption, the thing that has brought us down. People of Zimbabwe should unite in order to rebuild this country, forget about political parties, especially the youth of today. This is their future. For 37 years, we have failed. So I'm asking them politely, give the youth of today the chance to run the country. This was Thomas's constant refrain during his two weeks in Harare. But which youth? Did he mean the young opposition candidate in Zimbabwe's coming elections, Nelson Chabisa? Or perhaps younger figures in the ruling party? He was wise enough not to say. But all this was enough to make the organizers of the event nervous. The ruling party was clearly unhappy with Thomas's public comments. But would they interfere with the concert? No doubt that was weighing on the mind of young concert promoter Max Magaba as we rumbled over those potholed Harare roads to the studio where the Blacks Unlimited were rehearsing for their show. I've been doing concert promotion for over 10 years. I've never seen anything like this. Never seen anything like this? What's no. different? This is huge. How big it is? This is so huge. It has to be uh, the biggest concert ever since the Bob Marley uh, Independence Concert or okay. um, the Graceland's Concert. Okay. I, I put it in that uh, league. And you know, the, the nice thing about it, you know, we managed to get uh, also Oliver on it. Oliver I'm too good. So, I heard that. Yeah, I so, heard that. so so it's, it's a once in a lifetime. When will, will we ever see both of these legends in concert together? I mean, even if we want to go back in history, We'll come back to Oliver Mutkudzi, but for all that optimism and good feeling, Thomas and his entourage very nearly didn't get on the plane to come here. That's because the promoters were having a hard time coming up with the cash advance they had promised. This very problem had scuttled previous efforts to get Thomas back to Zimbabwe, and according to the team's publicist, Blessing Ivan Vavas, it nearly prevented this one. We were not sure that was it. Will we get our money before we perform? Before they left, you know, uh, when I woke up, it was on the day that they left America. I saw some missed calls, which were called around 2 a.m. And when I returned the call to Gilbert, and he said to me, we are no longer coming. 
So from on my part, I said, to, why, why, you know, just come in. He said, well, these people have to pay up. They promised to pay by the 5th of April. They haven't paid half of the amount. And I called him. And I said to him, so if you don't come, have you made an assessment on the disadvantages and the advantages? What statement will we be sending to the world that you have failed to come home because of money? There are bigger issues out there. You know, the struggle that we're fighting is bigger than money. There's a lot at stake. The country at stake. His legacy at stake. And for people that believe in him, just him coming to Zimbabwe, it was a very big political statement. It silenced a lot of critics and it changed a lot of dynamics in the political circles in this country. All these worries seemed far away when straight from the airport, I arrived at the studio where the band was rehearsing. Thomas and 17 musicians and dancers were present, the biggest band he'd staged in nearly two decades. Some were local artists, but others came from the U.S., South Africa, and the U.K., pretty much an all-star lineup. There were two or three old-timers going back to the 1980s and 90s, Blacks Unlimited, but many in that rehearsal room were much younger. You know, it's so weird. You start thinking of the old guys, and now you see all those new faces. They know the music. Those are only our daughters. <laughs> I'm Priscilla Shumba. I've been working with uh, Dr. Mafumo since 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is such an honor to work with such a great man. Yeah. What I remember about him, he's so blunt. He tells the truth, like what it is. Yeah. That's very, very unusual. So very unusual. Out of the four singer-dancers in the band, two had worked with Thomas abroad at shows during his exile. Two had never met him before, nor even heard him in concert. Thomas's bluntness came through best in barbed songs pointing out failures of the Mugabe regime. During his exile, his new work was scarce on the airwaves in Zimbabwe. Young people were more apt to hear it in public transport vans, combis, rather than on the radio. People always play his music. In their houses, in, in their the cars. In the houses, in the cars, yeah. That's mm. where you hear In a combi. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in most combis. So all those combi drivers say they don't want to be at the show tomorrow. That's obvious. <laughs> One of the most unique features of the Blacks Unlimited is their use of the mbira, the metal-pronged instrument used for centuries in Shona spirit possession ceremonies. For this show, there would be four mbiras on stage, and I found the players busily tuning their instruments in the kitchen. So you guys have four mbira players, and how many tunings? Of oh, the mbira? Yeah. Okay. How many different mbiras does each person play? He, he plays three mbiras. So you have three times, you have 12 mbiras. You have two. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of mbiras. Yeah, yes. sure. Because they have different keys. The one is in G, the other one is in E, and the third one is in F. That's the piece.
The day of the show was warm and sunny, but there was tension in the air. Would the expected thousands show up? Would security be sufficient? Would there be enough control over the film footage and recordings? Thomas had already had one of his unreleased songs pirated and sold on the street for peanuts. Would the same happen with the film of this show? In the backstage tent, Thomas and his manager were feeling the pressure. So what do you think of the sound system so far? Well, it seems to be a very good sound system. I hope we will also have a good sound engineer. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they can spoil it for you guys. I told them exactly what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So the ball is in his court. So how are you feeling, Austin? So stressed out. Yeah. But I, I'm all right. I'm holding on. Just a long day. What we finally here. Yeah. As the sky darkened and the stadium filled, four opening acts performed, including a star of Zim Dancehall, Winky D, also Suleiman Chimbetu, son of the late Zimbabwean rumba star Simon Chimbetu, and as promised, Thomas's only real peer in Zimbabwean music, Oliver Mtukudzi. Backstage, Thomas's backing singers were still rehearsing, determined to deliver a perfect performance. Amazingly, those young fans Thomas so wanted to reach did show up, and in big numbers. I spoke with a few. You know what the thing is? I started listening to Thomas Mapu six years old. You understand? I grew up, people who were surrounding me were into his music. Those people shaped me a lot. I used to go to Thomas Mapu's uh, shows when I was very young. We're having fun and we're so happy. And um, it's a concert he's been waiting for for days. So you guys, do you remember seeing Thomas when he was here before in the old days? No, we don't You've even. Never seen him live. But you grew up with his music. Just play, listening to other uh, discs, we, we really love his music. We do. <laughs> yes, he has said everything. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Enjoy the show. All right, thank you. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I was very young by then. I only watched these two shows. I started working when he departed. So I only watched these two shows. But now I have a chance to see him for the third time. And uh, I'm really happy for that. Thanks, All right, thanks. Enjoy okay, the show, man. man. When at last Thomas and his huge band hit the stage, there was near pandemonium. second coming of Christ. Well, some might say that it's blasphemy, but I've never attended a show that was so electric, a show that was so exciting, a show that was on point in terms of the sound, stage endurance, stage presence, the response of the crowd. A show that was emotional. Very emotional, true. In fact, it was a revolutionary moment. That's blessing Ivan Vavas, the man who urged Thomas to trust the promoters and get on that airplane. And boy, was blessing happy he did. 
a majority of uh, you know the young people that attended that concert they were not just there for the guitars but it was also for the message you know young people and uh, resistance rebellion it's synonymous with young people you know you always want to break the rules militancy one thing that I, I noticed yesterday was I also was talking to young comrades yes some will tell you that they grew up you know their parents were playing that music but some of them like uh, the generations that were born from 2000 they were not as much exposed to his music I spoke to one lady today who told me that the only song that she knew and when it was played, she was so excited. During the song Nyoka Musango, a traditional hunting song and a classic Mapfumo number, a surprise guest arrived on stage. The other part that was so emotional was when Oliver came to join him on stage. You know, it shows, I mean, unity, that we are united, traveling in the same boat. Me and Oliver, We've been together for a long time since we were youngsters. We know each other. We are good friends. Very, very good friends. Yes. You know, we convinced a lot of, I mean, doubting Thomases. You understand? <laughs> okay, we have performed with Thomas outside the country, but it's not the same when I do it at home. At home, it's not like we tend to impress anybody. No, we're just showcasing who we are. And I missed that for a long time. Him coming back home, for me, it was special. Took us back. We were talking about the old times and comparing ourselves with the youngsters today, you know? What's, what's the difference now? Well, youngsters today, we feel they feel inferior. They don't do who they are. They follow their passion and not who they are. One of Thomas's former managers, Cuthbert Chiroma, was not surprised that all these young listeners raised on hip-hop and dancehall reggae found such meaning and richness in Thomas's music. Thomas has got a very big catalogue and all the time it's relevant to the events that happened, even like what happened in November when Mugabe was toppled. Thomas is saying about all those things, you know, what will you do when the people rebel? Then he says, I will send the soldiers and the police to beat up the people. And then he asks, what if they, they refuse to go? Because most of those people, they are their relatives, you know? And it happened that way. He foresaw that. Those songs now, can help even more of this younger generation to connect with him and, and respect him. Because in all honesty, that man is a fountain. I learned a lot from Thomas, the artist, and also even the individual. You'll see the reviews and uh, there's going to be a change in how they portray him. Because even these journalists, most of them they didn't know him before. The impact that he has. They were kids. When the concert ended at sunrise, cleanup crews and security dogs descended on the littered stadium field, and very soon, commentary on what had gone down began. Well, Fred Zinn is my name. Music is my game. You feel the same? You join me in this game without a shame, without a blame. My impression of the concert, it was magnificent. We had not seen Thomas in Zimbabwe for almost 15 years, and suddenly he comes 
with the same bang that he had in the 80s and the 90s. That was really cool. The biggest show I've seen compared to last night's one was Paul Simon and before that Bob Marley. Bob Marley was free show and the crowd was almost the same as last night. And last night people were paying $20 minimum and it was full to the brim. There are people who are skeptical, you know, 72-year-old musician is older than Oliver Mtukuzi. Can he still do it? And he did it. He surprised them. And his image was just superb. He's wearing his hat and dark glasses and the dreadlocks flopping all over the show. It was very good. <laughs> My daughters bought me all those clothes. <laughs> and that head was specially made by a woman. A woman that used to make Gregor Isaac's head. <laughs> Those witnessed what witnessed were the story to tell to the future generations that indeed were blessed to be alive at such a moment that uh, this musician who has been away, this musician who has been a torchbearer of the struggle against oppression, corruption and all that and also seeing him perform with another legend. Oliver Mtugudzi. It was a lesson, not just to the upcoming musicians, but to the younger generations, that they have a lot to learn from these old people. I feel very, very good. I thought maybe I wasn't going to be able to come back here whilst I was still alive. I would like to thank everyone who supported me yesterday and those who are still supporting me today. I'm not fighting to be a leader of this country, but I want to stand with the poor people. That's where I belong. My message is still the same. It hasn't changed. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Banning Air. Oh